Proverbs uh, 4, verse 23. It's uh, a well-known scripture. It says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. When God in this context is talking about the heart, he's not talking about the, the physical organ in your body that, plumps, uh, that pumps blood to the rest of you. He's talking about that, that seat of your emotions. It's talking about your soul. It's talking about your innermost being. And God tells us that above everything else you do in life, protect your heart. It's almost like the, the image of your heart being like a gate. And God is saying, be careful what you allow into your heart because everything in your life flows out of your heart. I don't know about you, but, but there are moments in my life by the grace of God when, when I can just kind of reflect and think, you know what? My heart feels good today. And you know when that happens, I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better Christian. I'm more loving, I'm more patient, I can pray more, I can say no to sin easier, uh, th there's more joy, there's more peace, there's more sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. I love it when my heart just feels good, when my heart feels right. But you know what? I'll be honest with you, there are times when I don't take care of my heart the way that I should. There are times when I allow things into my heart that God doesn't want me to allow into my heart. There's times when I sin, when I mess up, when I fail, and my heart feels dirty, my heart feels unclean. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. That's why David prayed, God created me a clean heart, created me a pure heart, because there are times when when sin and, uh, and wrong thinking and wrong behavior, it just leaves our hearts feeling dirty and unclean. And, and that's when guilt and shame and unworthiness comes in. And, and if we don't deal with it, then our hearts can become hard. And that's a horrible, horrible place to be when you are hard-hearted. You are no longer sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You can no longer feel that conviction. You are no longer moved by the, the promptings of God. Sometimes fear and worry and anxiety can creep into my heart. And, you know, it's one thing to have uh, fearful or anxious thoughts in here. We all have them. But if we don't deal with them in here, soon they can get in here. And it, and it chokes the life. It chokes the peace and the joy out of us. Sometimes, you know, people might criticize us. Sometimes uh, people might say hurtful things to us. And again, our hearts can become bitter. Our hearts can become cynical. Um, again, our hearts can become hard-hearted towards other people. That's where unforgiveness comes in. And, and it's a horrible, horrible thing for our, our hearts to be like that. Probably the worst thing of all is when my heart becomes dull. Have you ever been there when your heart is no longer burning for Jesus, but your heart just becomes dull? You've no longer got that zeal. You've no longer got that passion. You've no longer got that fire burning within you. Oh, friends, it's so, so important that we guard our hearts above all else. But there's a, there's a powerful verse in Proverbs 23. And it's a son, speak, uh, sorry, it's a father speaking to a son. 
And I have this image right now of Father God speaking to us as his sons and his daughters. And it's, it's a pleading from Father God. And he says this, my son, give me your heart. And I, I just feel and sense Father God saying to us as his children today, my son, my daughter, give me your heart. Now, I love the fact that God does not specify what condition the heart is in in order to give it to him. This morning, your heart might not be in the best condition. Your heart may be full of fear. Your heart may be unclean. Your heart may be hard. Your heart may be broken right now. Maybe you've gone through loss. Maybe you've gone through bereavement. Maybe you've gone through a relationship breakthrough. Maybe you've lost your job recently and your heart is broken. But no matter what condition your heart is in today, Father God is saying, son, daughter, you can give me your heart. And this is a promise from God in Ezekiel 36. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and I will move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. God is saying today, I'm going to perform open heart surgery on you. I'm going to give you a brand new heart. So this morning you can give him your sinful heart and he will give you a heart that is clean and pure and sensitive. You can give him your fearful heart and he will burn those fears and worries out of you and he will give you a heart that is bold and strong and courageous. You can give him your critical cynical, offended heart and he will give you a heart that is soft and tender. You can give him your broken heart today and he will put it back together again and you can give him your cold, hard heart today and he can give you a burning, beating heart on fire, full of zeal, full of passion, full of love for him. Martin Smith sung earlier, my heart burns for you. And that can be your experience today. That you can lie your head on the pillow tonight and you can say, you know what? My heart feels good right now. You remember the, the, two, uh, the two disciples that were on the road to Emmaus and they're having a conversation with Jesus. They're in the presence of Jesus, even though they don't realize it at the time. But Jesus is speaking to them, communicating to them. And at the end of the conversation, as, as they realize that it's him, they turn to each other and they say, were not our hearts burning within us? Before that, their hearts were, 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 were despondent. They were discouraged that the one that they loved had been crucified. They were full of fear. They thought that they may be next, that they'd lost all hope. But in his presence, communicating with him, God set their hearts on fire again. And that is my prayer for me and for you today. You know, Jared has been using an expression of the past couple of weeks about the Holy Spirit. And he has described the Holy Spirit as the man of fire. 
And I have this, this picture right now of someone on an operating table. Uh, and uh, sorry to get too gruesome on you, but, but their heart's been, been opened up. And inside there is just a, a heart that is, that is barely beating. You can see the heartbeat on the machine and, and it's hardly moving. There's hardly any flicker, any trace of life. But suddenly I see a surgeon and the surgeon's hands are fire. And I see these fiery hands reaching in and picking up the heart and lifting it out. And suddenly the surgeon going <sighs> and breathing. And suddenly that heart becomes like a fireball. And suddenly that, that heart is put back into the, into the body and the chest is covered up. But that heart is now alive. That heart is now beating. That heart is now burning. I don't know this morning um, if you are in an atmosphere right now that is really conducive to an encounter with God. Maybe you are, but, but maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe you've got kids running around the living room. Maybe you're listening to this while you're cooking Sunday lunch. But I encourage you today, take a moment. Just go into your bedroom, get into a sofa, get alone, shut the door and say, Holy Spirit, man of fire, come and heal my heart today. Come and soften my heart today. Come and set my heart on fire today in Jesus' name.